0: I'm your host Big Will, and tonight I'm joined by my special co-host, Terrell Granum. Welcome back.
1: Yo, what's good, Will? How
0: you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks, Thanks for me. having thank you for making the time, man. Um uh I've been but I have been seeing you all over, man. It's crazy, man. We've been Reeking Aura almost feels like a like a band that's in the same town lately. You yeah. Know, even though we're spread out across like four states or whatever it is now. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, bi weekly meetings uh meetings like uh A.
0: The trick all these years is you got to have a rehearsal studio within proximity to a Foreman Mills discount clothing store. (laughs) That is that, that, that I kind of wore them out the last few times, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Don't reveal all my secrets.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, and the shooting range, which we have yet to hit up.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's not get too political on this.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, But, um, uh yeah no shout shout, shout to uh Smacktone Studios holding us down over there man nice nice rehearsals with the guys, um, uh prefer the rooms with the air conditioning you know that's all I'm gonna say but oh, you know God. what that we rehearsed in a room without an air conditioner it was almost it was like I felt like we had we had been trained like we'd been seasoned because of tour because of our experiences uh in North Carolina and you know at, at Dingbats when the AC ran out it's, just, it's been
1: crazy dude yeah. Yeah, like nothing will top those, though. Yeah, that's what so I mean. I,
0: I I didn't even break. I like. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie. You saw me. I probably did break a sweat, <laughs> but I barely broke a sweat in that room the other day, man. We're Writing new material. Um, but Shirel, you've been do. You've been popping up with other bands. Things I didn't even know were going on. Shows I didn't even know about. What's been going on, man?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, been busy since we've been back. You know, we've been doing reeking rehearsal, like you mentioned. Um, like a week after or two, we did um some famous demoing of the new album that's starting to sound good nice uh we even got to do a soul nostalgia demo recording out of that as well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that goes into um we played the second soul nostalgia show ever but as part of a jazz and experimental festival on a Friday at five o'clock so Beautiful. you know once again trying yeah, you know, trying our hardest to ha- not have people come see us but uh it was a fun show
0: trying to evade uh, me trying to evade me yeah yeah. (laughs) i'll catch you guys Um, yet
1: yeah dude it was an interesting experience but i think we sounded good we uh we went over well with the crowd but i think we kind of scared some people before we started playing Mm. mind you we didn't roll out the uh, goat's blood or anything like that we just kind of you know set up and played a blast and chug or two and uh we got Told to stop even before we started playing to lower our
2: volume.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they were, you know, just to quote somebody, they said, Don't go all CBGBs on us. Whatever that meant. Wow. Yeah. That's so. Without even hearing a note of our music. So we like intentionally kind of dialed back our sound. That was the quietest I've ever played drums. But it was an interesting experience because everything was kind of tight. I'm doing like gravities, but trying like, whoa. Let's not play this blast blast too loud.
0: I want to oh, get I want to get a, uh, animals killing people booked at the same event <laughs> coming up, man. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay.
1: You know. You know. It's funny you mentioned that. Like on the flip side, the music that was played along us is so out there that AKP would be seen as normal, and they'd be like, "Oh no, no, you guys, you guys are art, dude. You guys are art grind." So.
0: They they've flipped it into an area where it's yeah, it's like transcending brutality now and it's it's back. It's now it's art again. Is it art? I don't well, know if
1: we're talking transcending and Wilson, you know, that's yeah, a whole other story. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out to Wilson. We did a whole interview with Wilson and he's since metamorphed into a completely different creature, man. He's out there <laughs> that, that fucking van I got to I got to get him on the show again. He's got this crazy tour uh, Sprinter tour van um that is it's it's basically a beacon for extraterrestrials yeah i like
1: it's the opposite of the uh, covert fbi van that's like kind of chilling in your neighborhood and spying but like it yeah. wants to be seen by like mars and beyond
0: yeah yeah definitely got to watch driving that with you know smoking weed and <laughs> in the, in the in the weird <laughs> not recommended That's all i'm gonna say man yeah not recommended speaking of recommended though man um, you hit me with a heater. I hit you with a heater, man. We got some recommendations coming up a little bit later. Um, a couple of shows. There's a show. There's a show. An early bird gets the worm. Show in East Long Island at Shakers Pub. You know what? Just because this 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 episode is dropping the same day as the show, I usually wait till after the interview segment. Um, but let's hit them hard right now, man. Uh, uh, dysentery, Massachusetts uh, Kings of Brutal. Uh, guttural. What? What's? What are? Are they beat down? I don't. I can't keep up with the kids now. Slam. They? Yeah, slam. <laughs> just, is that is that an outdated term? Now, I don't know. I can't keep up. But oh. check it out. Listen. First of all, it's Shakers Pub, which is just crazy to me that Shakers Pub. I'm just. I'm glad and happy that Shakers Pub is still having shows and actually stepping things up a little bit. Um, all the time snuffed on site, first time on Long Island. Tribal <laughs> gaze had the pleasure of. Seeing Tribal Gaze perform down south. I feel like we were in, uh, maybe we were in Tennessee somewhere. It was a, it was during that Exsanguinated tour with two weeks full of shows. But we did have the opportunity to perform one show with Tribal Gaze. Great band. Uh, Dysentery, back after six years. Stabbed. Um, speaking of Exsanguinated, my boys from uh, um, that band are also in Stabbed. Hospital Bomber and D-Command. Um, I saw, I saw a post. I don't know if that, you know, again, I'm, I'm out of touch. I don't get the sense of humor, the memes. Sometimes it said something about D command doing a suffocation set.
1: Wait, what? I saw, I, didn't a, even I, catch
0: that. I, 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 I go on Instagram. Wow. Okay. I, Dude, I, yeah, you're up to speed. I, I cruise Instagram. Yeah. I, <laughs> where, where was this man? I, I, listen, man, it's just, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, yeah, wow. at Shaker's Pub, uh, today, Friday, if you, you know, if you got time to catch it, man, um, it's going to be a big event for Long Island, for East Long Island, for Suffolk County, Gooned Up Nerds presents this fine event, and Miles to Go, Friday, September 15th, uh, Shaker's Pub, 18 and over, bring your ID, doors at 6, music at 7, $15, advance, $20, DOS, um, data show, which is interesting that Shakers even has shows where you can buy the tickets in advance. Vendors, Long Island Hardcore Cannabis, I'm interested in that. Uh, Day Zero Collective, Harkonnen Comics, uh, and merch, merch Order, shout out to Merch Order, man. Interested in all this stuff going on. And I don't say any of this stuff to uh, be disrespectful to Shakers Pub. It's just interesting when you see a local small business um turn into like the hub of long island underground metal in, in some respects man it's interesting
1: yeah it really has especially for like that more heavy beat down uh tinge kind of stuff
0: This st- like yeah yeah,
1: yeah. The st- hearing dysentery at shakers just says so much if you know anything about long island
0: oh yeah so, <laughs> that should be the treat alone Reckless. Uh yep. absolutely. So, yeah, so we want to encourage people to check that We're gonna talk about it more in this episode, man. But um uh another reckless young band, uh Living Large, man. I want to, we I caught up with every single member of Hanging Fortress out of Toledo, Ohio, uh recently and talked to them all about their new album and the history of the band and much more, man. We're gonna get into it right now, and then we'll be back with some recommendations. This is Big Will from Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with Toledo, Ohio's Hanging Fortress, the entire band. Thank you for making the time, guys.
2: Thank you for Thank having you. us.
0: What's up? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I got all five members here, man. We're gonna take it slow, man. I appreciate uh, you guys are actually taking the time out of rehearsal tonight, man. I know how that could be. Um, so if I go around, correct me if I'm wrong. I got uh, Jimmy on bass, uh, yep. Eric on drums. Sir. Jack on guitar. Uh yep. and, and additionally Kyle on guitar. Yep. Uh and front man Ian. Yes, sir. All right, man. Welcome all you guys to the pod. I'm gonna try to keep all that straight, man. I, I got a few brain cells left in me, man. Um like I was saying before, it's <laughs> good it's good to see uh see all you guys, at least if it's on Zoom. Um uh we did a few shows together my band exsanguinated uh and and morbid visions at the at the top of the summer it was great to see you guys then and meet you guys then um and it's great to catch up uh and before we get into the whole uh thing your your new album suspended in torment was just released a few days ago i recommend everyone listen to it people are already up on it um but we're, before we get into all that stuff i always start at the top and since we got a few of you guys uh we're we're gonna we're gonna try to go in, in a an orderly manner. So I'll give each of you a little bit like a f like a few minutes on your background. Ian, starting with you, um, are you from a musical family and did anybody growing up steer you towards hard rock and heavy metal?
3: Um so that's kind of funny because I could have been, but uh my dad, who was musically inclined, gave up playing music at, when he had kids. Hmm. So I never got to see that. But my oldest brother, Trevor, not only playing music, but all the heavy shit, you know, especially because especially the mid 90s, like
0: the new metal shit, that was all him. Okay, and do well, let, let me ask a general question. Do you guys does the does most of Hanging Fortress meet in high school when you guys are younger? Well, before I get into all your guys backgrounds.
2: No, we're all, we kind of separate in age by close to 10 years. We all just kind of met through going to shows and stuff in
4: Toledo.
0: Good. Okay. Great to know that going in. So Ian, while I got you there, um, if you don't mind, uh, uh, how old are you? I'm going to be 35. (laughs) I, you know, I remember it's been, like I said, it's been a long summer. I remember talking to you specifically, I believe in, uh, did we do Wisconsin together? I think uh, the Wisconsin show. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, you, well, I think I was talking to you there about being an old, a guy, one of the older members of a band. Yeah. Um. I
3: yeah, I'm I'm, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm band dad. I'm I am the eldest.
0: Yeah, I I well I I have a few bands and it kind of like fluctuate like an afterbirth. I'm the youngest. Um, but, but in Exsanguinated, I'm like by far the oldest. It's, it's a, in Reeking Aura, it's kind of a little bit of everything. Anyway, man, enough about me. Um, we got enough of you guys to go through now. So, Ian, when do things take a turn for the more underground? You said you had a um an older member, of The I think you said cousin who was, who was, a, a or an older cousin or older brother who was more new metal and that sort of thing. Uh, where did things take a turn for like the more underground that would lead you towards being in a band like Hanging Fortress?
3: Um... Honestly, it was taking those pieces from, from him and then just running into kids in uh, middle school. And we uh, formed like a shitty punk cover band. And I was just kind of forced to learn other bands' songs, got into punk, which introduced me to Thrash. And obviously with the new metal background, it would have been, like heavier the better. But honestly, playing shows from an early age also made me play with a lot of older band dudes, <laughs> and so older band dudes in the early two thousands just kind of handing their knowledge to me was really how I picked up any kind of death metal.
0: <laughs> Being from Toledo, I've I've had guests on from Ohio and and from the um the area on in in general. There's there seems like there's a very uh big death metal culture out there i know in the 90s the ohio death fest was like i never got to go there but it was like this kind of legendary thing did you always get that vibe did you get to like uh, meet some of those like more older og metalheads i honestly no i never had the chance and
3: i know i mean eric is the- yeah i'm 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 big on old old school
2: uh, wild death metal wish will was here will would talk talk to you oh yeah it. <laughs> we yeah. kind of, those guys in generation we all kind of came in as like the the hardcore punk scene came into toledo that's kind of where we all almost met i would say years ago and then kind of i mean there was it's metal came in quick with everybody who loves riffs so oh. we all just love riffs so then obviously <laughs> yeah you know, geez, that's too. great
0: Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I just um uh, Ohio is like this mythological Disneyland of death metal for 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 me and other people of, of a certain age from the nineties. Uh but we'll we'll leave it there, man. So um uh as as we move along though, um let's go right down the line. Um uh Kyle, tell me a little bit, uh same question. Musical family, anyone steer you towards metal or hard music growing up? And when did things take a turn for the extreme?
2: Well, when I was a kid, my dad was in a, a a rock band called Uncle Knuckle Funk. And he was, I mean, he oh. was big on he, Alice in Chains and, you know, Slayer and Metallica and shit like that. So I just grew up with that Sabbath and all that. And then, I don't know, around seventh or eighth grade, I started, heard about Trapped Under Ice and bands like that and immediately mm-hmm. started getting into, you know, heavier, more underground shit and just going to shows and then. I don't know. I probably heard more of an angel alters a madness or something. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm all on death metal now. And that was
0: pretty much it. <laughs> so true. yeah. Okay. And how, and how old are you just while I'm going around? Cause we talked about the, the age gap in the band, man. I'm just curious. I'm 28. Okay. All right. Gra- all right. Getting grad gradually moving down to half my age. <laughs> um. Uh, Jack, uh, same line of questioning, musical family, uh, anyone get you into this sort of thing? And when did things get extreme?
4: Uh, No, not really. I had an uncle who used to, is who's like the only person in my family who played in music in like the 70s and he played bass and that's how he met my aunt was hitchhiking. And he, I like started playing guitar when I was I think, 13. And he would, he was never into like heavy music. He was just into like classic rock stuff. But he always like pushed me to keep, Playing music. And I think I kind of just got into death metal just through, honestly, through like YouTube recommendations. Like I started listening yeah. to like, you know, Black Sabbath, Metallica, Slayer, and then YouTube would just recommend me other stuff. <laughs> and then I started hearing, seeing like, you know, Morbid Angel. And then I think around when I was like 18, I had like a crush punk buddy who gave me a, a DSI CD, like the first album. And I listened to that and I was like, all right, this is sick. Yeah. And then he started giving me more like like Morbid Angel and Cryptopsy and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I got into that.
0: Be, being like a crust punk, but being into uh, extreme death metal is a, is a sick vibe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was actually,
4: it was like a bunch of brothers. Some of them were like punks and crust punks. Some of them were just, you know, yeah. Nothing. just listen to classic rock and then some other than another one listened to like death metal so i kind of got like a whole weird spectrum of stuff from them
0: <laughs> I, I know that i know exactly what you mean um a friend of the show adam rotella from anal birth he uh um i grew up a few blocks away from him and his brothers he had two younger brothers and two uh male cousins all like within the same frame of being teenagers and be- between between hip hop and and oi and punk and hardcore and Adam being into underground grindcore and death metal, there was like everything you could imagine going on musically when we were teenagers, and in our twenties. Which looking back was a, a, a it was a great environment. Um, uh, and Jack, how old are you? I am 26. twenty six. Right, twenty. that That's funny. I didn't plan on interviewing you guys in in descending age order. <laughs> Um all right but uh, uh uh Eric uh same same type of question man uh, Eric if i'm not mistaken we all now i'm having all these flashbacks of the tour we all had uh breakfast at that that like vegan diner where was that at
2: in uh it was downtown chicago yeah,
0: yeah yeah and i think there you were telling me something about your dad being into metal did i get that right so, All right so i
2: come from straight up just stone cold hair metal That's okay. all that's what my dad into growing up I remember my dad had probably one of my earliest memories is my dad had an '84 Cutlass. Nice. And it had a tape front, and no one could sit in that seats because it was just tape decks stacked all the way to the ceiling.
0: Yes. So, all hair metal. Wow, dude i I got my first my first car quickly. My first car was an '88 Cutlass Lace uh, yeah, yeah. That was this was like the late 90s somewhere. I definitely played some metal that had it had the nice tape deck, uh, too. Yeah. All right, man. So, when, um, so, all right, so, so metal is kind of there to begin with. Was your dad a musician or he was just a big music fan?
2: No, I'm the only one in my family that plays any instruments.
0: When does that start? Oh,
2: that's probably 13, 14. Just went to a pawn shop. There was half a drum set in there, and I paid three hundred and fifty bucks for it. I still got it. It was wow. an old pearl kit.
0: That's oh. what started all of it. All right. Res- respectfully, looking back, what was it worth? It? Was it worth the the price, or did okay. they they get you?
2: Well, you know, for a good starter kit for a high school kid, you know, I just got I just started my first job, and I think that was my first paycheck. Was a drum set.
0: Huh. All right. So for-
2: I definitely, worth it. And it kept me busy for.
0: Last 10 years. Ten, 10 years and you're still playing. I'd say it's worth it. And that's, that's a great story for your first paycheck. People have way yep. dumber <laughs> was, stories. It was my first paycheck. Yep. Uh, how, how old are you? 26. 26. All right, man. Still a nice mathematic order for the ages still. Mm-hmm. Has, uh, is your dad still with us, respectfully? Oh, yeah. Yep. What does he think of Hanging Fortress being from, like, a different field of metal?
2: he uh he loves it man he's never been to a show yet and you know and a lot of it's because he works a lot he's always got something going on he's always like always ask me how it's going so he knows what's up um he hasn't made it to a show yet but that's something I kind of want to work on I feel like that'd be super fun uh I feel like the whole like having to explain to him like the whole moshing aspect and like kids push moshing and Having fun and stuff like that. I don't know. It's like imagine like bringing your grandma to a show, you know, and having to explain to her what's what's going on. I feel like that's kind of how I feel. <laughs>
0: yeah. The the and and you know, the vocals are always the one hump you can't get over with Pete without yeah. with outsiders.
2: I don't like him yelling he, like that. But <laughs> he's he's all he's all about hanging fortress, man. He I got I remember I gave him a hat one time and he wears it to work all the time.
0: <laughs> that's he great. He was man. talking
2: talking about us at work
0: sweet man and your your name is kind of like a i feel like it's a i i do love the name and i didn't know the original reference we'll get into that um but i feel like it's also friendly for for people from the 80s metal right? like it's it's a very metal name if you like the word fortress is in there it's you know it's you're, it's a done deal for the old school metalheads um yeah. the you know the do types so yeah. um jimmy i don't want to leave you out bro same line of questioning uh, musical family anyone gets you into this sort of music growing up when do you start playing music that sort of thing
5: uh okay so uh, i picked up music picked up bass uh at 11 um and uh long story short um i carried the 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 musical uh part of uh you know, I, I grew up playing gospel. So um the church that I attended um carried that for the better part of two decades and um <clears throat> got into going to shows about two thousand and six or so. Uh no musical family, I'm the only musician. Um and I would say uh where I got into like the underground is just from Hanging out with the right people. Um, I'm sure he'll come up more than once, but there's this guy named Will here in town uh, who's a pretty heavy influence on on me and, uh, you know, where, <clears throat> where I, I kind of wanted my music taste to uh, head. But, like, um, you know, I was a teenager in, like, 2004. So, um, you know, obviously, I was super into the whole... Um, emo, um my chemical romance, the use, that type of shit. Um and yeah, it's just evolved from there. And I've grown grown up to be a lover of all types of music.
0: Okay, and I got I, I gotta ask you, um uh what you said grow, growing up playing gospel music uh uh in the church, like like many of our past guests, did you per, perhaps Start out in like the Christian metal or the Christian hardcore scene?
5: Oh a- absolutely.
0: Um
5: as for bands, um, not really. Uh that's more up Ian's alley. He oh, was in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was sitting on that
5: he was in a he was in a pretty big uh touring uh Christian Metalcore bands. Um as for me, I always wanted to be um and just couldn't find the right people at the time. So um, but I, I did definitely, uh, you know, uh, attend my fair share of, uh, scream the prayer festivals and, and um, <laughs> co- you know, corner, I, I never went to cornerstone, but I wanted to, um, and Cedar Creek fest.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. I, um, scream the prayer. I can imagine what that is Cedar Creek. That's another Christian rock or Christian metal fest. No, that was just a joke. That's just a church, the mega church. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh you know, I mean we you know, uh there's look, when we do an extreme metal, death metal podcast, there's built in jokes when we talk about the Christian scene, but I always tread that 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 ground respectfully. Um, there's been a lot of great bands that come out of there. I've interviewed Christian metal people and and Christian death metal people before, man. I, I try to approach things objectively and from a journalistic point of view. Um uh so i that that's why i ask i'm curious about it because it's a different experience getting into this sort of music than some other people have had um i'll just ask this and, and ian i want to come back to you on that on that topic but but jimmy did you ever have any fallout or any sort of pushback with friends or family when you started playing quote-unquote secular music Uh music not necessarily oh, of christian nature
5: um absolutely uh my mom still says things to me these, like to this day, um, you know, things like "I wish you were playing in the church," blah blah blah. Um, and you know that that may may be a different conversation for for the logistics of that. But um, as for initial pushback, um, there's a long story there too. Basically, I there was a point where I said, fuck you to the church and uh, started doing my own thing. And that's, that's when, um, you know, sort of my full step into the quote unquote secular world began.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think, um, you know, that could be a big part of your spiritual journey, uh, you know, as an individual in itself, making that move. It's not my, not my place to judge, um but i just find these sort of things interesting i've had i've related my own experiences on the podcast um i did play drums in a praise worship team at an evangelical church for a, a few years of my life and i've told that story a few times um and how that and how that plays out also being into death metal and then you know it's it's it, it it's um uh it, it's it's something that'll force you to 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 quest, question things and and i think grow in character sometimes uh ian yeah. Um, I'm I'm sorry, and and, uh, and any last comment on that on that kind of on that topic, Jimmy? Um, I was just gonna make the comment.
5: I it was definitely, um, kind of an easy transition for me too because, right around the time that I was stepping out of Christianity, um, there were bands that were you know kind of just there that I could pick up and listen to, um. You know, bands like Impending Doom, mm. their first record is is incredibly grindy and uh you know, I, I would I would still call it a, a death metal record to this day. Um <clears throat> you know, bands like that uh really helped uh with that whole transition.
0: Yeah, fair, uh, fair enough, man. Um, I respected it. And, and Ian, I, did, I do remember, you know, it's like I said, all these flashbacks from tour, the conversations we had. You uh, you were also in a band that was associated with the Christian metal and Christian hardcore scene.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a band called Subtle the Sky back in the mid-2000s, kind of MySpace era stuff, which is small tie-in. Wasn't wasn't your first show a Settle the Sky one, show? Here?
2: One of like my first shows that I went to on my own <laughs> was his show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we we're, we're so at my age, pretty big. Tell us is my age. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we had a pretty big MySpace following and got to do a lot, some of those Christian Christian festivals, and invited out the Cornerstone and stuff like that. So I came into that that world not a Christian, uh, but I got to see a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of behind the scenes things of how those things are kind of ran. You meet a lot of rad people, a lot of great bands. Uh, like, like you said, I mean, Jesus, the nineties roster of tooth and nail alone is fucking fantastic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, well,
0: I mean, look, I, I often make the comparison uh, you know, I I don't necessarily do like rituals and 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 do things with anim- dead animals, but I could listen to a Watain album the same way I could listen to a Living Sacrifice or a Mortification album, um, yeah. <laughs> as a, as, a, as a fan of music. I mean, you know, like, you know, on an artistic level. Um, uh, but and, and it's all. Uh, I I won't go down the um uh the whole spiritual wormhole, but I you know I I respect anyone anyone as an individual who's, who's you know who has their own. Uh, experience and their own understanding of things. Ian, we we a long time ago on this podcast we had my friend Dan Valentino, um, formerly of the band A Love for Enemies, uh, a Christian band from here on Long Island, and he related some of his experience touring and playing shows in that scene. Some like, we're, did you ever see anything kind of like unusual or specific to that scene? Like, I know that I think we talked about there was some sort of rule where they weren't allowed to quote unquote fraternize or be seen socializing with female members of the audience. Uh, things like that that would be specific to it being like a Christian metal concert. And I mean, with, and like, did you also see that there was like a music industry kind of like uh, putting up a, a, a an image side of this whole thing?
3: Uh, okay. So from my experience, it was either completely one way or the other, you either would be seeing situations where you'd, we play with bands, and it, well, actually the band that I was in kind of faced a little scrutiny, even if they saw you smoking outside of a show, smoking a cigarette. But then on the flip side, uh, playing Cornerstone, and then you have the band next to you in their tent. You're watching the bass player do coke off his guitar case. <laughs> so it, 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 it's honestly dependent of how close, You kind of alluded to it, to like how, how close to industry people you are. Um, God, honestly, yeah, it's, it's a very deep and ugly machine. I've only scratched, you know, just kind of the surface of it and kind of walked away from it, you know, (laughs) it's like, yeah. "Mm."
0: I I appreciate it. I, it's uh, it's it's just a part of the. It's you know it's overall a part of the music scene that fascinates me. Um, and like I say, it's kind of like in a journalistic way for this podcast. I like exploring, but I also I also want to explore suspended in torment, your brand new full length album that you just released a few days ago, and hanging fortress as a band. I don't want to dwell too much on the past, guys. Um, so I appreciate you uh, indulging me there. Take me into now, and now I'm gonna um. We're gonna freestyle, man. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna call you guys out and go round circle. Now that we kind of established a little bit of your background, uh, somebody take me through Hanging Fortress and how the band, the the impetus of the band. Is there a crew of a few of you guys that were hanging out and jamming at first? What What's going on? What happened in the beginning?
2: Well, Eric and I were in a band together, like a a more like metallic, I guess, hardcore band called Nailed Through. So we wanted to get a little heavier, start making death metal. So we decided we were going to meet up with Jack. So this is Kyle. I, I, was, um, I was at the first practice and then I couldn't make it happen. So then Jack and Eric went on to form the band with another member and nailed through. And then they carried on and took it away.
4: And I didn't, when they came up to me to ask to join too, I didn't know any of them. It was just at a show. It was at a
2: tugboat show. Yeah,
4: it was at a show in Toledo. I used to play in a, in a hardcore band called <laughs> Tugboat. It was kind of just friends from high school. They kind of just started like wanting to do like a heavier band. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then... They came up to me at the show. I didn't know any of them. Like, hey, do you want to start a death metal band with us? I, I, think, I think it was we, you and Travis. Well, I think uh, I had I, I'd never met you
2: that night. Yeah. And I remember we. No, it was Travis and Marcus who came up to me. Yeah. Well, was. we all three of us went to that show together and we all were like in the car on the way there. We're like, we need to find someone that's good at playing guitar in yeah. one of these bands tonight. And you saw you, one person playing and, guitar. And, so like, oh, yeah, and yeah. You were the one. But well, I think Marcus.
4: Went up to it you. It was Marcus and Travis. Okay. And I remember I was just standing they're outside smoking. they were like, like, "Hey, you want to play in they, band?" Like, run, they, they running up to me, and they were like, "Hey, man!" I was just like, "Like, I didn't know." I didn't. Anyway, I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And they're like, "You got you? You're going to You want to like start a death metal band with us?" And I'm like, oh, "Fuck yeah. yeah!" And I remember we went to Eric's house to practice. I, he, I just he lives in Fremont, which is about forty-five yeah. minutes away from Toledo. I, and the entire time, we like me and Marcus, our old vocalist. Uh, no, me and Marcus rode together, and then did, yeah, and I rode with you guys. Yeah. So. Travis and Travis. No, did uh, I ride with Travis? Because yeah. Yeah, I didn't meet you until the first we showed up at Eric. Uh, made it, yeah. But the entire time I didn't know what to think because I didn't know any of them. We, I'm just yeah. driving to go practice with them. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, I think that was
2: right when I just moved in my house. I had no furniture. In the house, I so remember yeah. like old, well, old videos in living room. Yeah, old videos would show up, and the only room that didn't have furniture in it yet was the living room.
4: Yeah. <clears throat>
2: so yeah. they did the band for a little while, and then the bass player at that time quit, and that's when
4: Jimmy came in. Yeah, I think we only played two shows. Yeah, with, with Travis, time. our old bass player, And then Jimmy. We knew Jimmy because Jimmy's been around way longer than we yeah. have.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: they're so, like let's ask Jimmy like Jimmy so, knows music we don't really know music yeah. <laughs> and we we're like Jimmy actually can like kind of direct us and like yeah. I just, know I about just I don't know theory. Know, yeah I don't know scales or anything like that. I just know play guitar Jimmy actually like knows every like aspect of music so mm-hmm. it's definitely a good addition so yeah.
2: Jimmy joined and then a few months after that I rejoined the band. And then that's when Darkness Devourers came out. Oh,
4: know? it wasn't a few months after. No. Oh, it whatever. was, yeah, I don't know, it wasn't much longer. Like, like that it, like it was like just only me on guitar, so it was just one guitar. Yeah. And we probably had two other people who played like a show or two. Our friend, wow. Will, who's older, who's been around forever. He
2: used to go to gutted shows back in the day, he still yeah. talks about it. Talks about all the I old shows.
4: Talks it. about I don't know. There was one band he talked about that they booed off stage. Pantera. <laughs> no, but but anyways, but then all we three. come back to Kyle and Kyle rejoins the band, and then we've had
2: it. the The band has evolved a lot, many times.
4: Because all that time too, we had Marcus as our vocalist, our original vocalist. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then oh. beat Marcus well Marcus quit and then he got sick. And then Ian. But yeah. And the, we had we had uh Darkness of Hours recorded and I think I think we I think it was just getting mastered and that was when Marcus decided to part ways. And we were like Keeper.
0: Or oh, was it Crip yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay.
2: So yeah, that's right. Um yeah, it was but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was our it was Crip Keeper, one of our singles we put out with um Torn and a half, mall. torn and a half, mall and and um, path to war, path to war is a four way split that we did, but anyway, it was recorded, said and done, and Marcus didn't want to do it no more, so we all were kind of scrambling around to find a vocalist, and Jimmy knows everybody, so we're like, Jimmy, hey, it's your, your, step up to the plate, find somebody to do vocals for the band, and he did, and yeah, I, and
4: he sent us, I, he sent Jimmy showed us Ian did like, kind of like fake vocals over. Over the song, and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, this guy I, sounds like a demon. I, I've I've
2: always known of Ian over the years, going to shows and shit. Never really had, I wouldn't say introduce myself, but nothing to really have more than just a small talk conversation. But uh I showed up to the studio and Ian, Ian was laying down vocals, and I was like, Okay, I can do this. <laughs> this is sick. So. so that was early. Well, that was 20, early 2021, probably January 2021, that's when Ian joined the band. The lineup's been the same ever since, and that's pretty much when we started writing Suspended and Torment.
0: So Suspended and Torment is the first recording with Ian on vocals.
2: No, the, the, the four-way split, we ended up re-recording with Ian on vocals, oh. and then that's what was released was Ian on vocals. So there is a single out there with Ian on vocals.
0: Got it, then, okay.
2: better Torment
0: okay, try I'm trying to keep up now. um but but then tell me a little bit now about suspended in torment, your latest full length. I listened to it on Bandcamp. um you guys released it independently if I'm not mistaken. Tell me a little bit about the recording, what studio you went to record it at. um, and uh, I guess we'll just we'll just say you know with with Ian, now it sounds like your your lineup kind of like settled in a little bit in the last two or three years,
2: yeah, absolutely.
4: Oh yeah. Uh I would say recording we record with our buddy uh Pat who he plays in a local metalcore band and has uh fills in guitar for other bands but he's recorded a couple other bands there's another death metal band from the area called Dissected that he's recorded uh Shout out Underhill Recordings. Yeah. recorded yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. The studio name is Underhill Recordings. But we, I think the first time we recorded with him, we recorded a single because he was like, hey, I want to try recording you guys. And he offered to record a single for free. And Darkness we, Yeah. Darkness. yeah was Darkness So everything,
2: yeah. everything, the past couple of releases have all been recorded by Pat. But I think this one for sure sounds the most powerful. Yeah. I think this is the one where he kind of dialed yeah. in how we wanted to yeah. sound
4: yeah he definitely figured out how we wanted to sound i think we ourselves also figured out more yeah. and what just, we were aiming for sound wise and now too with ian doing vocals and and us just getting better at actually playing and making music well yeah that, <laughs>
2: getting better at recording too yeah because yeah. i i so side let me sidetrack for a second my first band i was ever in um we were called no surrender We were all in high school. I think I was a junior when we started it. It was just a punk, hardcore band. It was fucking terrible. Um, It was pretty (laughs) bad. But uh, anyway, um, Matt Caracas from Citizen recorded our demo. And this is the first time I had ever been in a studio before. I was fucking terrified. Um, And I couldn't play to a click track. And Matt had to pretty much record the drums for me. And ever since then, I was always terrified to play to a click track. And then I started recording with Pat. And all of a sudden now, it's like uh, it's it's that was like one thing I was always terrified to to record in a studio with a click track. And, you know, the more we record with Pat, it's got a lot smoother.
4: Pat kind of bullied you into. Yeah, I I, I definitely. I remember the first time. We recorded with him. You didn't want play to click track, and he didn't give you a choice. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't give you a choice, which is good. Yeah, that's how I get better. That's what's good about recording with him too. He definitely like pushes you to do your best. Like you'll do a take and you'll think it's good, and he'll he'll like pause
2: and look at you. There's no, I think you can do it better. (laughs) There's no such. There's no such thing as one (laughs) one, one, uh, one take all the way through or done because it's I'm doing it. I'm I'm playing the well like the. the LP, I played through that LP probably thirty times, recording it.
3: Yeah, and I thought maybe I thought it was perfect. It wasn't perfect to him. <laughs> and you know, you actually nailed a good take if you would stop what he was doing, look at you. Goes sounds like death metal. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Sometimes you need somebody, somebody know pushing for you. For sure. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, um, need that push. Now, we talked a little bit about the beginning of the band. I now, obviously, I'm forty one. I've never been a huge gamer to begin with. I have friends who are. um, I never got the reference to I just thought the name was Hanging Fortress, and I thought it was this cool, kind of weird abstract name. Tell me and the listeners a little bit about the band name and where it comes from
4: uh I we were brainstorming yeah, I think it just was like with after the first I think we probably had like a couple practices before yeah. I came up with it. and it's just one of those things where, you know, each of us came up with like 50 different names. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I you, think two words are, yeah, you know, I
2: wish, yeah. I wish that, I wish that we had meaning say, behind say it. say like an old, like old school, like 90s video game or something. I wish there was real meaning behind it, but I think it was all of us were just sitting in a circle brainstorming. What's sounding cool? Yeah. What, what, uh, what cool names can we come up with this band? I don't even think we had any other names for it prior to that. I think it was just straight up Hanging Fortress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it from was, the
4: start. Sounds sweet. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. there's like maybe like two or three that were like, oh, maybe. Yeah. And I think it was actually Travis who said Hanging Fortress. Were yeah, like, it might have been. Oh, it was either. I don't know. If it was I me. think it was me. I don't think so. I don't
2: remember. How, when did we start playing
4: together? I don't know. 2018. 2018? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just one of us just in our group chat sent it and i think it just all sounds. of us were just like yeah that's that it <laughs> it
2: sounds sick yeah i wish there was a cool meaning behind it but there isn't
0: fair enough man yeah i i thought i saw a meme the other day i thought maybe it was like some video game reference oh, or something man
2: that yeah that was that yeah. was just a meme yeah. our buddy made yeah
0: <laughs> all right yeah, fa- I,
2: I, sounds like a cool 90s video game well fair <laughs>
0: enough like i said before when you have fortress raid in your name um it that speaks for itself uh, in in terms of metal. Now, I know um, I wanted I, well. There's a there's a show I want to ask you guys about that you did play, but let's plug quickly. Um, anyone who's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on October 13th should check out the Snow and Flurry Fest. No, that's where you guys are playing. 13th.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh God.
0: Yeah, October. October the 13th in Minneapolis and then September the 17th coming right up around the corner you guys are doing Preserving Underground with Tribal Gaze um, uh, Onion and Ironside did I get that right? yes <laughs> so, yeah Preserving Underground that's the huge record store space it's like built out yeah. of an old church Google building
2: I'm gonna buy some records
0: I got to visit that place uh, briefly when when we were on tour man. that was a really cool spot um uh but but here's something I want to ask you guys about. I was looking through your IG. You guys get out there, you've been playing live a lot. Like I said at the top, um uh my band Exsanguinated played some shows with you guys at the top of the summer. It was great. You guys played something called the Mansfield Music Fest. Um uh it looked like a pretty big deal kind of uh a recreational music event. Uh not necessarily metal. What what was that all about?
2: Um, Ian knows a guy from Mansfield who's they're, they're in a band called Dive Bomb. They're a hardcore band, and Ian's buddies with them and Tomb Sentinel, who's Devin from sanguasugabog's other band, yeah, they ended up dropping their drummer towards ACL. So they asked us to play it. It was kind of last minute. It's at like a ski resort in right. kind of by Cleveland. Yeah. So we played by like the ski lifts and shit. Sick. So it was it was interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't really understand how to perceive us, but there were some like hardcore bands that were playing that people kind of you know people still kind of moshed a little bit but yeah it was an interesting real mixed bill kind of deal yeah it was cool it was
0: fun i just i saw the flyer i'm sorry go ahead
2: it it was it was definitely different from what we usually play for sure but i saw a lot of fun
0: yeah i saw the flyer man it's it just looked like something different man it's always cool to play it someplace a little bit different man like we played that um uh, uh, what what was that? Uh, the collapsing sun gym, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. uh, at the gym.
2: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah, man. Um, uh, good times, man. And so I I mentioned October thirteenth in Minneapolis. I mentioned September seventeenth at preserving under preserving underground is Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. In Pittsburgh, anything else you guys got coming up that you want to promote show wise? Uh,
4: just just in the chat. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, i know we are playing the city of toledo we have a toy
2: drive where some of the local bands are playing i'm not sure the exact date but in december in toledo we had to do a toy drive for you know everybody brings a toy and to benefit underprivileged children to get in yeah. so that's, that's in a... december yeah that's a that's a yearly thing toledo does it's always it's actually always the local bands and usually if there's like local like upcoming acts. That's usually their first show. Always <laughs> react or dismantle
0: yeah. or roll. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, so
2: that's always a super fun
0: show. Salute man. And then, that, that sounds great. Chicago,
2: October twelfth, Chicago with Primitive Rage and Virgins. We are playing the day before Snow and Flurry Fest in Chicago at Livewire Lounge. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, man. So there you go, man. October the twelfth, uh in Chicago. And um I also, I, I wanted at some point to bring up, um, did I get it right? Is it, is it Jimmy and maybe someone else are in Northern shores, another band? Yeah, I'm in Northern shores as well. Okay. Uh, do you guys want to touch on that and just tell the listeners a little bit about your other band?
5: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so actually I'm in, uh, three other bands that aren't (laughs) hanging fortress, um, Northern shores is sort of just like a melodic metal core, um, project. Uh, we just got done, uh, working on an album, uh, should be out sometime, hopefully next year or this year, um, depending. Um, <clears throat> and I'm also in Gordon brace, uh, another death metal band, uh, out of Chicago. Um we just released a single also on Friday uh the same day as the Hanging Fortress album came out. Um It's definitely a little bit more uh technical than uh Hanging Fortress, but I enjoy it all the same.
0: We um, I, I I I'm sorry, I got to stop you one second. I'm if I'm I don't think I'm having a senior moment. We played with Gordon Brace in Chicago and you weren't in the band at that show, right? That's correct. Yeah great great uh, band so, really really interesting band definitely people who are fans of long island and new york style death metal traditionally i think should look into Gord embrace i'd like to get um uh someone from that band on on the show in the future but i'm sorry jimmy go ahead
5: absolutely um and i, I can even uh you know mention to them after this um yeah,
0: we'll set it up yeah that
5: you yeah we can set it up um so yeah, we we got a uh, few shows coming up. Um, playing with two hundred stab wounds and stuff on site in Milwaukee um, next mm. week. Uh, then also playing with um, sentenced to die in Chicago on the twenty second, and then another unannounced uh, big gig in in Milwaukee for the end of October. So. That's that's got a lot coming up, and then Ian and I actually have a uh, <laughs> rock band called Holy Coast uh, that just put out uh, an EP uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, so if you want to cry a little bit, you can you can <laughs> check that out.
0: <laughs> All right, fair and fair enough, man. Uh, keep him busy um yeah shout out to gordon brace the listeners should check out that man we'll we'll get some of them on in the future um but uh now with all these shows you got going on um uh, i wasn't i wasn't good in geography in school you guys know i'm from long island new york being in toledo is that something of a central location to go to other cities and go to shows like driving wise
4: yeah like within like five hours driving distance you have like Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, Louisville, mm. Pittsburgh, Chicago. Chicago, I already said Chicago. Oh. Uh, Milwaukee. Chicago again. Yeah. Pittsburgh, 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 Buffalo, Lexington. Like, it's kind of like within just five hours, there's so many, like, cities you can play. Uh, Fort Wayne. Louisville is only, like, six hours. It's less. It's, like, five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis. So yeah, it is kind of nice. There is like Nashville. Of, yeah, there's like a lot of places within not honestly too bad of a drive that that we can play, which is definitely nice. Especially like if whenever we play in like more runs and tours and stuff, yeah. it definitely has its has its advantages.
0: Definitely, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, some, not not all, some of my bands have worn out our welcome in the tri-state area here and in philly shout out to, i love philadelphia shout out to everyone in philly but you know i we can only play down there so many times a year man that that's that's a really cool um aspect i guess of where you guys live that you could that you could you know it opens up your weekend warrior opportunities you don't necessarily have to go on tour yeah, for weeks at a I'm time in the cities yeah. cool man um all right With well, that being said guys uh we we have we have a few of you guys over there and i always have a portion of the show here where i ask the guests to recommend one older release and one newer release album demo whatever metal or otherwise so i just want you guys to take a minute and go around and each recommend something old and something new to listen to for me and the listeners eric first <laughs> <laughs> um trying
4: to of a new
2: release old release uh Definitely gutted. Gutted. Bleed for us to live.
0: Nice.
2: Old school Ohio death metal. Toledo death metal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Qu- quickly. Yeah. Quickly. I'm sorry. That that guy. It was Will. Was the guy that talked about seeing gutted. Right. Yeah. That that guy he sounds.
2: Actually, go ahead.
0: He's the OG guy I was asking about before with the the Ohio thing. I'm sure he 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 was at the Ohio Death Fest probably.
2: Yeah, probably. Um, Will was actually in the band for a couple shows. Great dude um definitely knows his history for sure loves loves It loves uh loves the old school doom um you put me he's put me on a, quite a few bands over the years
5: he's been in quite a few um yeah. new release quite a few bigger bands too yeah what's a good new release yeah. i don't know what have you been listening to
4: lately
2: dude honestly i have been listening to a lot a lot of old
4: old taylor yeah, uh, well
2: that's an old release yeah. <laughs> no, shit.
4: no shit um yeah,
0: what is he doing? All right, well, I didn't want to get you off track there. I just yeah. wanted to shout out Will with the uh, with the Gutted lore. Um, but yeah, Gutted Bleed for us to live, uh, a great album. I've seen it be reissued a little bit the last few years. I'm glad it's getting some attention. Yeah,
4: yeah, good stuff.
0: All right, Eric doesn't listen to new music, yeah, I so to music uh,
4: for old elderly- release. <laughs> for me for old release for me i'm gonna have to say uh dehumanized prophecies foretold. Yeah. told uh love dehumanized and new releases uh snuffed on site's newest oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, album smoke is super super cool <laughs> it's super heavy and they just have like stupid riffs in it they're just stupid heavy yeah. and moshy and fun so i listen to that a lot lately
0: all right, yeah, That um, snuffed on sight. and I haven't heard their new one, but dehumanize—that's a classic album. Um, yeah,
4: I, I listen to that all the time. I always have it on playlist, like whenever I go to the gym because it's just so fucking heavy. It's so sick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Floral Park Queens all day. Um. All right, man. So, so let's keep going. Let's keep going.
2: All right. So I'll say for an old release, I've been back in my HM2 bag and I've been listening to a lot of like Unleashed, where no life dwells.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. yes yes older unleashed man definitely i don't follow them all the way through their catalog but um that album and and the demos man there's some great material
2: yeah that old. yep and new stuff i mean i've been listening to a lot of summerland's dream killer um it's like a almost weird power medley almost but really riffy and like i don't know it's good driving music
0: summerland yeah Okay, fair enough, man. All right, that makes me think of that movie that came out, Midsummer. Oh
2: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I think it's S U. No, I think it's Summer. probably. yeah, yeah,
5: it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's S U S U M E R L E
2: N D S L A N D S. Yeah, Summerlands. Yeah. Okay. Superlands. Yep. It's a dream okay, killer. Cool. It's good yeah. album.
0: All right, cool, cool, man. Um, and uh, uh, who's up next? For me,
5: um, for an old release. Uh actually I'll do a new release first. Uh for a new release I'm gonna plug the new uh fossilization record uh that actually just came out the same day as uh S- Suspended and Torment did. Um been like jamming jamming to it a fuck ton. Uh it's like to me it kind of sounds like cavernous death metal without being cavernous, if that makes any sense. Um
0: like not, <laughs> not, not too cavernous. Like-
5: it, it, it's like it's like recorded well, but it's not too like uh, it's not too polished, but it's also not it's not also not soaked in reverb, uh, which which I which I can appreciate.
0: Okay, <clears throat> man, that was fossilization.
5: Yep, fossilization.
0: Okay, and you have something um, older
5: for an old release. Um, hmm.
2: yeah, what is? This?
5: I'm going to say uh, As Real As It Gets by Sworn Enemy. Oh.
0: Wow. Okay, you, got, you guys are coming in strong with the New York stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, shout out to Sworn Enemy, man. Always making a push, especially the last few years, man. Um, an old school band just staying at it, man. I know the, uh, their, their drummer, not necessarily um, an original member, but their longtime drummer, um, Taekwon, uh a Long Island guy, man. Shout out to him.
3: Right, Ian, you're up. Ah, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> as far as old stuff, uh, I've been on a, a mellow death kick, honestly. As much as that will get me in trouble in some places, I guess. <laughs> uh, The Jester Ace by In Flames uh, fucking rips. And as far as new shit, uh, the new In Flames record is also a <laughs> whole. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: that's what
2: I recommend. i fell back away from it. <laughs>
0: New In Flames record. Um, But, you know, in this day and age, a lot of those bands are kind of circling back to, like, please the older fans. Is that what's Uh, going on?
3: It's got lots of riffs. I love it.
0: All right. All right. I've never, you know, with all due respect, I've never been a big In Flames guy, but I, like, I have had a little bit of an odyssey of of exploring their stuff over the last few months on this podcast from time to time, man. So I'm not going to. I, I, I try not to write anything off anymore, man. I try to keep an open mind. Um, I'm the same way. Try to keep from becoming like a, like the old elitist, <laughs> like, some, <laughs> like s- some of my friends. Um, shout out to them. I'm uh, not going to name names. But uh, all right, so guys, um, Hanging Fortress from Toledo, Ohio, Suspended in Torment is your new full-length album available on Bandcamp and other platforms um, like we said, you guys are going to be October the 12th in Chicago, October 13th in Minneapolis, September 17th in uh, Preserving Underground at um, in Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, anything else, guys, that you want to say to fans of your music, anything I forgot to plug, and uh, to listeners of the podcast?
2: Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having us, and thanks to everybody for the support. And we'll have tapes and CDs next month, October, for – suspended in torment so everybody should be on the lookout for that. New merch as well. Yeah. It's been a it's been a rough go doing this uh by ourselves. You know, we're learning new stuff every day about it. So it's all coming.
5: But also we've uh we just hit eleven thousand plays in the past yeah. four days yeah. on the record. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate the support.
0: Hell yeah, man. Yeah, this, the scene the scene supports, man. You know what I mean, man? And um if you build good karma in the scene, people remember, man. The scene is the scene is always there, man. I wish you guys the best going forward. Uh hope to share the stage uh or at least uh see you guys uh play live again, man. Maybe you'll hit New York soon. Um and yeah. all, all the best to you going <laughs> forward. Oh, run it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have a great night.
4: Yeah. Hey, talk to hey, you later, man. See ya. Bye, brother
0: all right dude and I'm gonna stop recording there guys uh we're probably gonna get this episode out this weekend um I'll shoot you a link and uh you know after that we'll, we'll keep in touch man hopefully I see you guys around hey,
2: how are you? Hey, How's
0: have a good night guys Later. I'm here. You're, a, I'm you're, a, you're, a, you're are a, you here? I, are you good? Because I'm good. Are you a hanging fortress? I'm I'm me and all the hanging fortress guys are good. I just talked to them. They're good to go. I'm good. I wanna know if you and Fergus are good.
1: Uh that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> We're <you know. laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All shout, right. Out Fergus. You know, shout out to Ferguson. Big shout to Ferg Ferg-troid all day, man. I love that dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fer- yeah, Fergie. <laughs> but we got we got bigger fish to fry here, man. Um uh recommendations. We do them here. Um, you know I've been treading heavy in the you know the old the old school death metal demos. There was a million of them in the nineties. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, I, I tried to open my mind a little bit. I thought about some other styles of music and then I went right back into a classic nineties death metal demo. I just can't help myself. So I got one, but first Terrell, um, right on the note of what we left off on before that interview segment, man, what did you bring in?
1: Damn. So I brought in the, uh, the split from the bands dysentery and shroud, like we mentioned dysentery, Mm -hmm. Uh, the split was called blissful apathy. Yes. Uh released around this time of the year, September 23rd, 2016. So already seven years ago. And I kinda remember when it first came out. Um another reason why I uh, recommended this was for the dysentery show, but you know, Shroud is no slouch. And uh kind of sucks that I haven't heard much from this band since, but they were definitely up and coming in uh killer grinders. But uh dysentery. Like if you don't know dysentery, jump into that band. They're from Massachusetts. Um Awesome, well-executed slam, nothing too technical, but um, you can tell the riffs aren't haphazard and aren't careless. And I kind of like, you know, the art of dumb, right? Like there's an art and a finesse to like this kind of music and seeing it like played live, you know, blues tone is spot on. And even in this EP and the former album, like the tone is ridiculous was is an awesome guitar player. The pinches are there and everybody in that band rips. Um, just to jump into a little memory, I remember seeing Dysentery on Long Island in Amityville. And that was that former show, I guess, almost six years now or whatever, seven years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And I think at the time, Tyler from Torturous was uh, filling in on vocals. And, you know, that was just a monstrous set that, that we saw at that time. And for the Thetis, uh lore, just to add on to that, I wrote uh, the beginning of Envy the Stillborn after that show um, because I was just like inspired by all that slam. <laughs> and the demo for that song was called Slamityville because it was a slam show at Amityville Music Hall. So a little, little tidbit there. Love it. Um, but definitely I recommend checking out this EP. You got one new track, one cover and a bunch of live tracks which is still awesome. Love hearing like live slam tracks because there's a lot more dynamics. But uh, it really hit a soft spot for me uh, because the cover is a dripping cover. Um, mm-hmm. Escape into Orbital Infinity. And I love, absolutely love dripping. Um, definitely another band to not sleep on. On Amazing. New Jersey, almost off in guard, uh, slam band that uh, we definitely take a
0: little bit of influence from. Um, so
1: yeah, dude. This is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, um, splits. I, I didn't want to go on too big a tangent, but I, I wanted to make the point. I, I understand the importance of splits and the historical significance of split releases and all that sort of thing, and like I'm not putting splits down. but I'm very picky about splits when I'm, like I'm talking about like like as, you know, as a, as a listener, as a collector, buying splits on formats, that sort of thing, because I'm very picky, like sometimes it seems disjointed. And I say that because this seems like a very well-balanced, great split. It's um, the fact that Dysentery, what do they, they do? Two studio songs, one of which is a cover, right? Yep. And then they do three live tracks, if I, if I remember? Yeah, yep, three or four. Yep. That is like perfect for a split. That is what you want, like a, a, a nice, like a new studio song, a very, like you said, a, an, a, an expertly curated cover. You know what I mean man like yep. they they didn't Not random. Yep. Yeah dude they they really went there and like that's the kind of cover that is going to win over people who are already fa- like it's you know it's it's like you you know your audience type of thing. Um uh and shroud I wasn't as familiar with. I didn't hear this split release the first time around. I kind of just like checked it out today when you sent it to me. Shroud I I'm going to admit the vocals aren't my usual style. But I see this as like maybe an important release historically. Now the way things have gone with hardcore and beatdown and slam and guttural vocal, everything's kind of crossing over. Um, I see that band as maybe a band that that uh, I should that either I should go back and check them out more, or maybe like you know they they deserve a little bit more recognition. I don't I don't know, man. Um, But definitely a cool band and um, a cool split in general. uh, Two bands that don't sound exactly alike but they complement each other well. Um, there, there, There isn't, like, one band that just does a bunch of, like, throwaway rehearsal tracks and one band that has all studio Like, it's all curated very well for a split because I could do a whole other episode of the podcast about splits and how picky I am about them and, and how the vibe has got to be right, but this is a, a great example of a good split. Um, and, like, I keep saying, maybe this is just my age speaking and kind of things that I saw while on the road with Exsanguinated. um the type of shows we were playing and the type of bands we were playing with, the more maggot stomp scene. I feel like this dysentery shroud split has a little historical significance now in the context of where all that brutal death metal and hardcore crossover stuff has gone. Definitely, definitely does. So that's, that's, that's where I'll leave it, man. People should check that out. And if you made it this far into the podcast, you already heard us talk before about the show today. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday... Uh what's wow Terrell, you call me out here. What's oh, the, God. the the fourteenth? Uh, the fifteenth. The fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I keep thinking today's Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Yep. All right, Friday the fifteenth the Shaker's Pub. Dysentery's playing there, man. Go 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 um go peep that, man. We talked about it at the top of the episode, man. Um so with that being said, uh Tyrell, any final thoughts before I ask Tom to chime, chime in with this? Nah, keep it slamming. My loyal producer, Tom Saltman, always keeps it slamming. Uh please please slam into the dysentery Shroud split C D. Uh maybe a dysentery track to celebrate their their return to Long Island tonight. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for bringing that to rell uh something something we haven't really covered, something a little different, something relevant to a show coming up. I just spun the wheel on old school death metal demos again like I do on this podcast. I made sure that I'm not recommending something I may have already recommended in the past. I found something new today for the listeners. I'm not dude, I'm not trying <laughs> to dial it in for the listeners, man. I just been busy lately. But listen, um, and I brought you three demos last week out of the kindness of my heart. So listen, I got a, I got a good one, though, in my personal opinion, a good one. I want to talk about this band Crucifix, um, a common name. There's other bands called Crucifix. Uh, I'm on Metal Archives, by the way. Shout out to Encyclopedia Metallum, uh, my loyal um, reference source for a lot of this information on this show through the years. Uh, Crucifix was around from 89 through 1995, according to Metal Archives, uh Dallas, Texas based death metal band that began playing heavy metal and eventually took up a more brutal approach. The band a uh the band produced a um handful of demos and were signed by JL America, which is very important for those days. You might want to talk for some some for some behind the scenes lore on this. Go back to when I interviewed um, uh, uh, organic infest, aka organic. I interviewed the gentleman from that band. I'm going off the top here, man. I don't have my notes. A uh, shout out to him though. Um, and he also, organic infest's original debut album came out on JL America, and he went into deep detail about the issues with that record label that he had. So I just want to reference that while I'm telling you about this band Crucifix and the fact that they were signed to JL America. Um, uh for a full-length album tentatively titled Visions of Nihilism, but it never saw the day. I don't know if that had anything to do with the issues Organic Infest had with the label or not. I'm just speculating here. But um, what I showed Terrell today was their Barriers demo from 1992, their second demo. Um, Their demos are all available on a compilation called "Visions of Nihilism" uh, that was released on CD and on Bandcamp by Dark Blasphemies Records in 2013. I don't know if the CD is rare or still available. I haven't looked into it yet. But getting into the music itself, um, this "Crucifix Barriers" demo. I don't want to overtalk it or compare it to a million bands, especially stuff I've been listening to lately. But It has a very um, cream of the crop sound for American Death Metal of 1992. It's a little bit ahead of the curve for the brutality. I feel like um, it's, you you know, it's maybe like three or four years ahead of some other releases that we could compare to here. Um, they're, They're definitely taking the nods from the bands that took death metal from the death thrash realm and metamorphed it into what we would now look at as like the brutal death metal era. Um, And I could see why they would be perfectly at home on JL America in that era of death metal. If this band got out and put out that full-length album, who knows, we might be talking about them in different terms because I could see them also being... If they got out there and toured, and back then there was a lot of luck and hard work involved in the game, man, you know, who knows. But this is definitely something to check out. It's not sloppy. It has a great production, great sound. Uh, And it was only their second demo. I think they put out another demo after this, and then that's after that there wasn't much more to the story. But, um, again, you know, I'm a Long Island guy. I got to say I would compare it to early suffocation in the sense that they were ahead of the game, and given the dates, maybe they got a hold of a suffocation CD or a copy of Sermon of Mockery or something like that. I don't know. But this has a little bit of that technical brutal flair that, moved death metal away from the thrash metal era more. And I'm going to leave it at that. Terrell, did you get a chance to check this out?
1: Yeah, man. And I haven't heard this release. This was a pleasant surprise. Really dug this. I agree with everything you've described of Crucifix. And I hate to, obviously, I'm going to compare it to some bands, and I hate to just boil it down to that, but I was thinking early Suffo, you know, of Mercury too, Pyrexia. Um, A lot of New York vibe but a little bit of Middle of death. I was hesitant with saying that, but there's something about the atmosphere and the vocals. Yeah. Um. Also, a little bit of old dying fetus. Like mm. it's groovy and stompy, but not necessarily hip hop. If that makes sense, it's more like this evil. It's almost like New Yorkers in Florida, not Cannibal Corpse, but just like I was trying to like pinpoint where they were from. And then I looked it up and I saw they were in Texas. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Cause you know, Texas has that um, heavy kind of middle paced um, vibe, but you're right. There's a lot of technical flourishes in there that kind of catch you off guard. it's like, oh shit, what's going on with this band? Um, I also thought about Broken Hope a little bit too with the vocals and the style of kind of being seated in the middle of not too technical, not overly brutal. Um, But yeah, man, this was really cool. And the, the first sample, on this yeah. um, demo. I'm not sure what movie or whatever it is from. I'm, I kind of want to figure that out because that was awesome. It sounded just like a little score to a movie, but they kind of oh weaves it into the first riff that they play. Uh, so I was I was kind of impressed by that, too.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, there's. Somebody is credited with orchestration. Mike uh, Itashiki, um... Mm. So yeah, so those are re- uh, that's a real string arrangement, the same oh, guy. Wow. Okay. M- Mike uh um I'm going to mispronounce his name. Mike uh, Itashiki um is credited with uh strings on that release and also Mad- Magus Ruminations of Debauchery, Magus the Texas Band. I believe that had people that would go on to form Absu. Oh wow. If I if I got that right. Yeah. Um so that that's that's really interesting to me. Okay. Um yeah. so that the answer you're, you're, you're yeah that's that's actually a string arrangement that they had. That's interesting, man. I'm glad you that's brought dope. that up. Shout out to Metal Archives. That's where I just read it off of. <laughs> so um and you know it didn't look like these guys uh, these guys Oh wow. So they I'm you know I'm looking into the Metal Archives now. There's a whole string quartet There's four people credited with strings, guest session strings on this demo, okay? There you go. And one guy is credited with orchestration, so it was a piece written for this. That's very interesting to know, man. So um, other than that, I don't think the members of this band went on to do much else. There wasn't a full length where maybe there'll be a reunion one day. I don't know. Other than that compilation that came out of the demos, which is great that it's there on Bandcamp, and you can track it down on CD possibly. I I might look into that. Um, at least it's not in complete obscurity and when I found this I just really thought this was something that the listeners sometimes I go out on a limb with the recommendations and sometimes I'm like ah oh, this is bread and butter for the listeners right here and I feel that way about it. this is classic heavy hole recommendation um and I, I just appreciate uh th- this band for what they did and I hope that you that the listeners do too any uh parting words Terrell? nah
1: this is sick <laughs> i'm like I'm impressed <laughs> I- that they got this you know specifically orchestrated and it makes sense that really musically-minded, and it comes through the music. I guess a little tidbit is um, one of the songs is called Left to Rot, and going back to the heavy old lore and Hanging Fortress, Left to Rot is a newer band from Texas, um, and they're kind of in that same vein as Hanging Fortress and in this new up-and-coming uh, I, death metal in, way.
0: I, we did a whole episode. I interviewed Left to Rot. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, not too long ago, uh, interviewed Left to Rot, and um, that there, there's got to be a connection there. But but we'll we'll get into that, man. Um, I don't think I asked him that because I didn't realize about this release, man. You're, that's the thing about death metal. It's like it's like when people just watch The Sopranos over and over and they notice new details. I just like go back to metal archives and I keep noticing new things.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, shout out to Left to Rot, another great Texas band. Uh, Tom, definitely check out this one for yourself. Crucifix with their 1992 demo, Barry. Tom, shout to tom shout to justin shout to all the other co-hosts everybody helping me out behind the scene man all the patreon you can check out heavy Hole podcast on patreon um you can go to uh, podcast at com, or you can leave us a voicemail at the phone number in the description where you're listening to this man and that was crucifix with their barriers demo that you just heard that we were just talking about terrell you still with me right yeah i'm here thank you i ain't sleeping yet i will do my bedtime is dangerously close to senior citizens. we're getting close bro these (laughs) i'm like i i I wake up at 5 a.m and do a couple of chores and feel proud of myself it's just getting sickening i i I, we need to book a tour or something bro oh dude
1: that was the that's funny that was i don't know why it went through my head but i was like "Yo, that's the best one of the best parts of tours escaping your normal responsibilities
0: Oh God. That's what I do best is escape responsibility, man. Just, hey, just, you just ask my ex girlfriend. We can do that, but now we can like do it out of state. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than escaping responsibility out of state. Everybody knows that. Oh boy. Let's let's quit while I'm ahead, man. All right. Before I start making dad jokes, full fledged dad jokes. Um but all right. Speaking of out of well, out of state for me, in state for you. Uh, we were just talking about tours we don't have one but we have a pretty sick fest that we're fortunate to be a part of uh coming up in October just in time for Halloween it's Spooky Fest uh New Jersey um Spooky Fest I don't um, I don't want to I think they're still getting ready to um announce bands and announce things so I don't want to like spoil anything here yeah i
1: don't know if it's fully fleshed out or laid out
0: yet yeah i'm on their social media they said the um the next the next round uh, of bands and, is announced and that was that was like a week or two ago so i don't all right so i cuz i know certain things behind the scenes just because uh i'm big will of heavy Hole Pocket. Oh, no oh. no 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 i just listen <laughs> I, um the streets are talking but i can tell you reeking aura we're going to be there on friday night uh the 27th of october at the meat locker um, I'm not. We're they're we're playing it close. They're playing it very close. I don't know what other bands necessarily are playing that Friday night. You could look on social media and check it all out for yourself. Um, but I can tell you that going off of the flyer for the full three day Spooky Fest, um, which is taking place October twenty seventh, twenty 29th at QXTs and the Meat Locker. Um, you got Nunslaughter, Devil Master, Spider, uh, No Moss, Um, Outer Heaven, Final Guest, Ground uh weeping with we, uh, dude we it gets violent when weeping plays have you have you seen that well did i tell you my story about uh weeping in a cluck you shoot and what happened with that i think you may uh, refresh my memory i feel like you may have told this before all right so i went down the toms river
1: which is all the way down south side of uh new jersey so it's a long ride to see stabbed or lunar blood stabbed and weeping play at a club you a chicken store for nice that don't know.
0: i remember i could so, yeah i wish yeah. i
1: went yeah i remember the flyer managed to catch those guys They are awesome uh weeping starts playing and i think that the second song in somebody hits the ground really hard huh. and stops moving and everybody stops Ooh. and we're not sure what happened to this person and i'm just thinking like this is really happening right now Luckily, that person got up not too long after, but I think they just got knocked cold. I don't know if they got crowd killed or something, but uh, Weeping never got to play that set. They only got to play a song and a half because, uh, yeah, somebody got knocked out pretty badly, and then the show shut down.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, hmm. dude, I when I got I got last time, hopefully ever <laughs> that I got punched in the face and got my glasses knocked off uh by standing on the side of a pit was was during a weeping set at Shakers um and like i like i'm like a, like a self masochist i'm going back on on friday for an even more ignorant show but um yeah weeping does it man um the, the yeah i saw a, sh- a short on youtube it was a guy that got knocked out at a dying fetus concert did you happen to see that
1: no oh no
0: <laughs> yeah allegedly um i don't know bro i tend to not go in mosh pits i'm not that's never really been my thing. I know a lot of people love it. Uh, I, I see people sometimes like out of context crowd killing is like really cringy sometimes. Like a like like a noise show or like a you know it's like a like a it's just not it's not an ignorant show or something. It's like more of a maybe a technical death metal show or like a. I, you know, you, you know where I'm coming from? Like there's oh, a, yeah. and there's I a, honestly
1: I think yeah. I want to make that a project now. Crowd killing at the Noe Show. Yeah, Just, dude. But yeah, you see it. Yeah, I've
0: seen it. It you know, and it's i i I'll do I'll okay, I'll be the pussy here. All right. Yep. I'll I'll talk against crowd cause if you say anything against moshing or crowd killing, if you say anything against a fucking guy that's like Six inches taller than me, and a power lifter punching women in the face, and like you're like you're not down with with the mosh. Like you shouldn't have been in the pit, dude. Like all I'm saying is, like at at that show on Friday, I'm gonna be ten feet outside of the venue. I'm gonna be in my jeep. <laughs> I'm gonna be in my jeep with binoculars. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be operating a drone. By which I'll be able to to see the set. No, I'm going to be like be like over by the bar like anyone over 40 should be. All right? I, I'm not embarrassed to say that.
1: Bro, I, I'm right we're there with you. I'm going to be outside chilling.
0: I like, that's how you know. Distance area shakers
1: with everybody else on the lineup. You're not safe by the pool table, which is no, already no. outside of the pit. <laughs> like, you're barely safe at the
0: bar beginner beginner mistake hanging by the pool because that's the thing and it's not a normal shaker so a normal shaker so yeah that you, you could hang out by the pool tables keep your head on so no 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 yeah you're gonna yeah. have to be by like the the bar close to the entrance or in the hallway by the bathrooms so you could so either way you can make yeah. a quick exit if things get get out of hand or you know you don't want to you don't want to be a witness to anything you know if you, sometimes you has got a boogie you know what I mean man it's not worth any. It's not worth any band set to have to fucking testify in court or something. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? These shows get nuts. I've seen. I grew up on Long Island. I've said this on the podcast. We do it a push pit, a circle pit. Okay, but like this, the the crowd killing. I'm gonna knock somebody out and spin kick into areas of the show where there's no mosh pit even going on mentality. It's like it's very crossed over into death metal at this point, and I I'm not necessarily a fan of it. It's like I I'm sorry I don't want to see people get hospitalized for for being at a show. Like I'm does that (laughs) does does that make me a pussy? Listeners, I don't know. Let me know, know? (laughs) listeners. Let me know. Leave your service. Yeah, listeners, chime in. I want to know. You know, am I an old pussy for saying these things? It feels Um, like
1: 2007, 2008 again.
0: Dude, not you know, not for in nothing. I've never been a particularly violent person. Um, I you know, I I I don't fight. I never got into a lot of fights. You know, in my twenties and thirties or anything, man. Like you know, so maybe I don't get it. Um, but I've seen, I've I've seen violent things happen to people, man. I've witnessed some pretty bad fights. Been witnessed some things happen, man, that were pretty uh devastating to somebody, and and. Mm, correlating that with your music, I don't know, man. I guess it's a it's a lifestyle thing. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, sorry, I, Terrell, I didn't warn you for this conversation. I did, we just kind of had this sporadically.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I, I, honestly, I tend to agree, man.
0: Cause yeah. and I love
1: all of this music that like promotes and like is the background score for this for this type of behavior. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's kind of my stance. I'm not trying to harsh anybody's like. Mosh or anything like that, but yeah, if you're like really out of the way and you're getting crowd killers, it's, it's a little, it's a little wild. If Let's I,
0: yeah, man, I, I'm not trying to miss work because I got like my jaw dislocated. <laughs> I'm like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to go to jail. I'm not <laughs> trying to go to the hospital. I'm not. I'm. I'm really not trying to miss work for any reason. Like, especially that shit. Like, I'm not trying to miss work because I got to take my cat to the vet. Like, let alone some shit like that. Like. I don't. It's a lifestyle thing, man. It's just I'm gonna admit on this podcast right now, I'm not that tough. um It's just a music thing for me, man. But <laughs> Terrell, any fi- I'll give you the final word. Any final thoughts on this before we move on? Oh shit! No,
1: no,
0: no. Okay, man. All right, man. Yeah, let me do a ahead. whole episode on crack. We really, I think we, I think we're gonna, <laughs> we're. I'm, I'm actually gonna write this down, man. Split releases and crowd killing as future topics. And I encourage the listeners to drop us a heavy hole podcast at gmail.com about it, or a voicemail about it. Um, I'm just going to write that down quick. All right. So, all right, but yeah, pushing forward. We said spooky fest. That's the 27th, 28th, 29th of October. Um, right around Halloween for you. I don't know if they're doing a costume. You should wear a costume to that show, man. Um, just don't be weird with it. Just, you know, uh, Shout out to everybody out there in Jersey. A lot of Jersey bands on that. A lot of great bands. We're proud to be part of that with Reeking Aura. Whether or not Extended family of Reeking Aura end up on the bill remains to be seen. And we're gonna wow. leave it at that. Whoa. <laughs> shout out to Fergus. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Big shout to Fergus, man. Halloween, a big <laughs> day. His birthday, his birthday is always right around Halloween, man. Um shout to him, man. Uh so that being said thank you to Tom and Justin behind the scenes always doing the thing for the podcast all the co-hosts all of you the listeners especially the patreon supporters we appreciate you out there we're hard at work behind the scenes for you for some new episodes coming out that we're gonna drop um it's been a busy summer man we're catching up schools back in session man um just like that new edition video rate it for uh if it isn't love no, it's um, vacations over and you know how you look on st- how you, how you look at rehearsals how you look on stage um yeah that's why that's why i'm wearing my gym oh man it's a good it's a good video it's a good it's a well choreographed video i'm gonna uh, but i'm gonna leave it there all right um my man went to went
1: from an anti-crowd killing psa to to this and boys to men and where we going dude
0: yeah, um, dude. I, well, it's all about choreography, really. I mean, I'm, it's all a big dancing conversation. It's all yeah, just, you're... we're all <laughs> we're just talking about dancing here. Shout shout to the yoga teacher at my job, holding it down. Very short staffed, great woman. Um, not gonna blow up her name on here, man. Um, but I yeah, I think think we're gonna be wrapping. Terrell, Ty- oh, we were talking about the Commodores. The other day. I don't think we got to have that conversation um in person. I texted you about the Commodores. It was it wasn't the best of. I where is it, man? It was um Yeah, what were you rocking? Hold on. What album was that, man? Hold on, so I'll let you know. It was it was from the late 70s. There was a spacey song, there were some ballads. It was great, man. This is all good driving music when we're on the road. Um we 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 tend to we tend to delve out of death metal sometimes. Sometimes I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Sometimes I'm just flexing on people. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, I know this. <laughs> just gotta drop the knowledge.
0: Yeah, man. What? Hold on a second. So I got it. Um. Oh, in the pocket, 1981. Okay. In the pocket, 1981. Yes, uh, platinum album. Platinum Beautiful. album. And their string actually the last Dude, Lionel Richie, bro <laughs> the last in a string of platinum albums followed up by 19, uh wait a minute 1983's Commodores 13 maybe that was uh doesn't say if it even tracked gold or platinum but gold for Night Shift in 85 yeah so that was actually the last platinum album in the pocket by the Commodores mm-hmm. i think let me see
1: i think that's the last one with Lionel Richie on it that
0: too. that would make a whole lot of sense man <laughs> Uh yes. <laughs> some, so sometimes somebody leaves a band, you never know. I, 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 I don't. I don't. Uh any band I ever left, I left on a handshake. There have been some I was kicked out of though. I'm just gonna leave that Ooh. there. Um so that being said, Terrell anything you have to plug or promote, thank you for your time tonight and for joining us. Anything with your bands or anything you want to get out there before we close up?
1: Um, no, just shows try to get out to that shaker show if you can on friday um this one is a more of a suggestion for tom and justin graph orlock is playing their last east coast show on saturday at vitus i don't know if i could do both of those shows Mm. but um Mm. highly recommend it i mean it's their last show so graph orlock something's been brought up a while ago on the podcast
0: I respect that band. I'm not as familiar with them as some of my friends are. That's good to know. Thank you for dropping that there, man. And that, So for the listeners of the show, that would be the Saturday uh, after this drops the next day. Um, and, yeah, I'm curious to see how many people such as yourself who don't live on Long Island show up at that Shakers show. Because Shakers not necessarily known for drawing people out of the city in New Jersey just by way of geography. Um, but for a show like this, I think people are going to come out yeah
1: you never know man you gotta be in the know it's like the shakers the beatdown club bro you gotta know
0: yeah dude look terrell i thank you for your time i thank hanging fortress for their time but when it comes to this beatdown show on friday um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to take the yoga teacher it might have to be a party of one